by the way, Doctor, is mystery your sole pleasure? Young man, what could be more pleasant than mystery? Well, music, for instance. Music, why, of course. Music, for instance. Music, why, of course. on top of the world. One, two, one, two. One, two, one, two. Hey, what up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Kia Orion Radio. It's actually just Orion Radio. I'm fucking up. I'm tired. It's 9 p.m. on Sunday night, so I'm working on this right before it goes up for y'all Monday morning on that Monday morning commute. It's your last week of work before the holidays. Let's go. I'm going to keep this incredibly short because the interview runs a little bit long, um, but there was so much good shit in here, I just didn't want to chop it down anymore. So the guest I have this week is Spiz the Prophet. I was put on to Spiz because his photography, I stumbled upon his photography photography first, and it was some next level shit that he was doing with collages. You know, as a guy who spends a lot of time on social media looking at photos, I'd never seen anything like this. So I checked him out. And he was also a poppin' musician, too. So I was like, yo, I got to get this dude on. Spiz came through in a snowstorm a few weeks ago. Shout out to Spiz. We chopped it up for maybe three hours. Um, and so I edited it down to just a couple different things. We talk about uh, what it was like growing up in North Philly for this young man finding his way in the city. We talk about Spiz battling with his demons. And it beca- his, this depression when he hits rock bottom, the different tactics and methods that he used to pull himself out of that, um, which I think a lot of you will appreciate. And then obviously, uh, lastly, we have to get into the art shit because it's Orion Radio. So we talk about his music, his photos, what inspires him, um, a lot of good stuff in here. I can't even cover it all in the intro, so I'm not going to try. This is Spiz the Prophet. All of his info is in the show notes. Check this man out if you need photos. Check this man's music out. He's got some his mind is just on some next level shit, man. The gems in here. He drops some stuff that I'm still thinking about weeks later. So I hope you enjoyed as much as I did. Spiz the Prophet. Google that bitch. We out here. Thank you again to Spiz. Thank you for listening. Last week before the holidays. Let's go. Peace. So I know kind of this version. Let's let's jump into the you know the Marvel origin story a little bit. Right. Um, as far as are you are you Philly born and bred? Yep. Philly born and bred. And North w- Philadelphia. North Philadelphia. Yep. And where where north? Um, my family originated from Richard Island Projects hmm. uh, around 11th and Girard, where okay. it was still so we was there when it was Section 8 housing and. You know, high rises and all that shit. Now they, you know, got it looking a little bit nice. But the same motherfuckers there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I, I started there. We was living in a Section 8 house right next to the old Quaker uh, factory. And then as I got older, my mom, you know, we moved to uh, Parish Street, like right around the corner, like 12th and Parish. Mm. And then ne- the next move, we moved to 24th and Lehigh. And I was about, like, around, like, 7 or 8. But... You know, due to my mom re- being in relationships, I stayed out West Philly. She yeah. had 47th Street projects and those high rises. She had oh, a girlfriend shit. there. Yeah, my mom. So I used to move around a lot, you know what I'm saying? And I stayed there. And I could say about like 
middle school, I moved like northeast Alany area area and shit. Like more so Alany. And um, I, I just want to start get the impression that you grew up with mom. No, pop pop wasn't around. Nah, or? pop went, pop was addicted to the, you know the heart. Oh. So he was chasing that cloud ever since then. Like, you know what I'm saying? Fuck. Yeah, and, you know, me hitting rock bottom and shit like that, I learned a little bit more about my dad. Like, yeah. that. he, like, my mom said he, you know, he he was like the cowardly lion. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, you can have two different types of Leos. You can have a brave, outgoing Leo that's really with the shit, or you can have one that just used that meme as a front, like the Wizard of Oz and shit. He'd really be a coward. 100%. So my dad, unfortunately, my dad was like that. He, when shit got hard, he took the easy way out. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He was quick to dip, so he never was around. But I had my grandfather, wow. had my uncles and shit. So you like had that. some strong male. Yeah, my grandfather definitely. Rest cool. in peace. Yeah, my grandfather. And so, are you, were you and mom super tight? Cause it was just the two of you kind of holding the down. Val, Val and Crow, my nigga. Real <laughs> rap. Me and my mom, real rap. Like you know, my my, my um aunt used to always say I was a cry baby. I always used to want my mom. Yeah, me and my mom was tight. And like she, it's funny to see it now because I'm grown. I'm right. going to do my own little thing. So she's still like, I remember when you would go anywhere, everywhere with me. I remember, you remember this? And so she's still, you know, like the living in the past. She's like, Mom. I'm a grown ass yeah, man. I'm a grown ass man now. Like, you got to chill out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So. Okay, so that's what's up. So when you ended up um, kind of around in that, that area um, later on, like you said, in your teen years, where did you end up going to high school? I, I went to... I went to uh, Three different high schools. Really? My, yeah, my first high school was Lincoln. All it was a special admit part of Germantown in Roxborough. Oh shit! I've been doing um just to make ends meet this past year and a half. I've been subbing, so mm. in Philly public schools. Right. So I've gotten to know just about every damn school there is in the city. Right, right. Um, they're at the <laughs> they're at my adventures, and so now I'm curious as you know if they're you know guys from Philly, what you know. Where you spent your time growing up, because it kind of gives me an idea of yeah. what environment your high school was like. You know what I mean? Yeah. What you might have been like as a young man. Well, I was uh, when I went to Lincoln. I was still up northeast. You know what I'm saying like I was living on Effingham Boulevard, mm. so in the little um, apartments, like Parkview Apartments, right there next to the Sunoco. Okay. So I was living there for like high school, and then I had court a case. Really? Yeah, now because I used to hustle down Frankfurt with my best friend Sharif. He was like my brother. But the day I went down there, I wasn't hustling. I bought an O with some sour. I'm probably about 16. I had an O with some sour that I was going to knock off. But I was like, man, fuck this. We're going to smoke this because <laughs> my best friend had caught a case and he was about to do some time or whatever, like go to Juvie. That's so we like, all right, we're going to blow this O. Now I rolled up a green Dutch and we was walking to the store. He was smoking and the weed was so strong. The cops smelled it from the fucking block. Like on Airy Avenue, like we're around like Airy and Tours though. Were they really strict about it then too? Yeah, far? yeah, oh, yeah. Man. It wasn't like how it is now. So. I was like, I I walk past guys smoking all the time, and yeah, it and I don't care. Be, yeah, as much of a thing. Yeah. Oh, but back then he's like, oh he's, fuck he's no, on they it. they they backed up down the Ave, drove up the block, and we was right down the street from my homie to Ryan crib. Shout out to my homie Ryan, and he fucking just pulled up, reefed through the blunt, and stepped on it. And I was walking right into the store, and he was like, come here. His sister Ebony walked into the store, and they pulled me out. I had an O in my back pocket. And he was like, you got any drugs on you? I was like, I got an ounce in my back pocket. But what fucked me up was it was good cop, bad cop. The reeking cop, the, the, one, the one cop, he was like, yeah, go. He was like, tell him, take him in the alleyway and make him dump it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm thinking they're going to let me go. Oh, word. So take me in the alleyway. Fucking reeking cop say, you don't got to dump it. Give me six jars. 
and put it on his tire. And when we let you go, just get it. Because I told him what was up. I'm like, bro, I'm not selling it. Right, I know right. it's jarred up and all that. I was like, I'm not selling it. Yeah. We just smoking. My man got court tomorrow. Like, that's it, bro. Yeah. And he going to be sitting. And Recon Cop was understanding. He told me, put it on the tire, put it on the tire. Came back. And then this short little fucking fat pudgy cop was like, oh, what white guy? Uh, yeah, he was, <laughs> yeah like, he was like, he, he was like, oh, you made him dump it. He was like, yeah, everything's fine. He was like, all right. He was like, so we gonna let them go, man? There's, you know, there's just some kids. He was like, no, nah, I mean it's their holiday. We might as well take this one in since he had it on him. What? And then when he said their holiday, I just started snapping because it was Martin Luther King Day. Oh, get the fuck out, man. Yep. So he booked me. And took me on Wyoming wow. and shit to the, I think it was like the 20, 24th or something district. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And fucking, I sat in there for like 24 hours, about like a day and a half, because my mom was like, I ain't picking you up. I got work and all this bullshit. She was like, I'm not picking you up. She was like, I'm going to let you sit in there. None of your blessing. So after that, I moved to Jersey. Wait, so hold that thought real quick. So how, how long did you spend the night there locked yeah. up? And then mom comes off. Yeah, my mom came, she came says, and okay. got me. You said, was you said was one night plenty for me? I'm not. I'm yeah, not, that shit was. Yeah. I mean, but it was cool because I I was the only one in the fucking cell. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, they didn't throw you in just one. No, with, one, with a whole bunch of niggas. Yeah. Like, cause I was a young boy and I was skinny. Like I was still skinny, like yeah, how I am yeah. now. So it was just like, all right, we gonna throw him in here by. So I'm sitting in there. I, when I'm look out my cell, I could see the whole fucking office. So I'm literally like, you know what I'm saying? Probably like in the juvenile little part. Gotcha, gotcha. And it was probably. And then That's, I was sitting in there. He gave me some water. If I had to pee, they let me out. They had to cuff me and all that. But right. by, by it's probably where they, maybe where they put the young guy. You know yeah. what I mean? That's, and it was cool cops. One guy gave you a checker burger and shit. Really? Yeah, like they gave me. I was sitting there. They opened up the little latch joint so I could hear the TV. They was watching Martin and shit and yeah. Jamie Foxx. So they were cool. Like the night shift people was cool. Yeah, so, I mean, the, you're a 16 year old young skinny kid. I mean, yeah. they. That's that's an interesting take because it shows you how. In one regard, you might have some cops in there that see the human side of you, mm-hmm. that see, okay, I have some somebody's son in here, and Rare. he's young, he's scared, he's trying to figure it out, and uh, you have a short, pudgy guy like, th- 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 that sees you as a, some sort of, you know... Problem. Yeah, some, exactly, some sort of problem. <laughs> or a potential and, problem. Right. When I'm being honest I, with him. Dude, that... Is, yo, especially with, yo, dealing with young kids a lot recently, yeah. what I, and one reason I only teach high school kids, and mm-hmm. one thing that I've found is being, I, I say, listen, I don't care if you're messing around, whatever, just be honest. I appreciate that, well, because right. that way we can accurately gauge the situation, and yeah. then I can figure out the best way to maneuver. If you were mm-hmm. skip, you were skipping glasses, go smoking the weed in the bathroom, like, tell Dang, me. I used to do that Like, yo, like, time, I, like I, but the thing is, I don't... This sounds bad. I don't have a problem with that. But like, yeah. if you're going to come in and lie to me, I don't know what you're doing out there ever. So long story right. short, that's it's a, that's a shame that, that they weren't more understanding that you were actually just being straight with them. Yeah. You know what I mean? That short pudgy guy just had some issues going, he wasn't getting laid or something. Yeah. And yeah, just like, he is was. like I was sitting there all in the out. back of the cop car. <laughs> yeah, me and no like, Molly yeah. driving and shit on just, that hard ass fucking plastic, it was bro. Just, I was going off. I was like, you don't get no pussy. <laughs> yeah, like, with your wife ain't fuck you. Ugly ass. I was going off, bro. Dude, I feel like he just had something going on and it was just channeled at you. But so you spend the night, mom gets you out, and so what what happens next? She was uh I had to go through like a, a little program? Si- program, like a six month program. School kick you out or they keep you? My mom fucking took me out. Like, really? Took, took me out. Well I got kicked out of um 
Lincoln, no. It, it was crazy because it happened my sophomore year. In sophomore year, they determined if the problem kids, like, who going to stay and who going to go. Like, yeah. really, who going to be in the graduating class and represent them. So they kicked, like, me and half half of my graduating class out, like, all my homies and shit. Because we was, like, we was used to fucking fight the seniors and all that other of shit. Of our high girlfriends. School, high school kid shit. Yeah, yeah. so I, um, that summer, I caught that case. Uh. So I had went away for a couple months. And then I had came back, had fucking, like, community service, all this bullshit. Had to do, like, drug programming and all this other shit to get my record expunged. Damn. So... So, I got my record expunged like when you said, 17. When you said you went away for a couple months, were you in placement? Were you, was it just from that one yeah. bust? Yeah. Really? That one bust? And yeah. then, okay, so um, walk me through that. Do they send you, you said they sent you to Jersey or something? No, they, it's like, it's like a little fucking like, it's like, it's kind of like jail, but it's like, it's more so like a boot camp. But it's like when you go, like you in a cell, oh, like right. that shit lock up. But Dude. it's like a straight up discipline boot camp where they talk shit in your face. You might rumble a couple balls and shit like that there because it's, it's problem youth there. You yeah. feel me? So. I, I used to teach hip-hop programs in upstate New York mm-hmm. and a couple juvenile, uh, you know, it's a, not a great word for it, but juvenile yeah. detention facility yeah. for young men that had just done stupid shit. Mm-hmm. And... And so it was interesting how being inside it, it's not jail per se, but mm-hmm. it starts that kind of fucking mentality. mentality. Exactly. Your mentality. It's because mm-hmm. it's like, it's not going to be, you know, San Quentin or whatever, but like, it's enough of lockdown and the strictness and the guards fucking with you. To institutionalize ex- Exactly. And the other kids fucking with you, eating shitty cafeteria mm-hmm. food. That's like, you're like, it starts to just mess with your they mind. They got you in scrubs. Yeah. Ex- everybody looks they, the same. Yeah. You know, you get one little towel, yeah. you know. One bar, so so to go to the bat, you know the whole nine. So you're in there. How long? Like four months. For 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 the weed thing. That's bonkers. Yeah. It wasn't even a violent case you had to do. For or gun nothing. It was just like straight like go there and get yelled at. But I end up like not completing that jump. Did you have to stay there? Was it overnight? You you got. You got you stayed in or you commuted? You commute. Okay, so it was kind of like your replacement for school. Mm. Where you commute every day. It's nine to five or eight to four, or whatever, something like yeah. that. It's like a program to get your record expunged and shit okay. like that. But like, I I got fly with the with the with the like judge and all that shit because I was saying like it ain't even, when she told me what I had to do. I was like, hey, we're for that. So then she was like, all right, well you gotta do that and you gotta do community service and go to um drug therapy and all that shit because huh. the cop wrote on the report that I said I was smoking it you know what I'm saying and it was a, and it was over 8 too. grams yeah. so they was like okay we gotta go to drug drug programs and all that other dumb bullshit damn okay so you go to that thing um excuse me um and you said you didn't finish it Cause I, cause I used to, I, I wasn't having it, bro. I wasn't having them dudes talk to me like I was shit. No, I know, I know exactly. Degrade what you me, mean, try to break me down mentally. Absolutely. I'm like, bro, this not no fret. I'm like, you're not gonna build me back up. You just trying to destroy me. Uh, exactly. You know what I mean? So yeah. I wasn't with it. And I remember I left out that bitch. When my cousin Andrea picked me up, she was like, "You're a pussy. You're a punk. You're a punk. You can't take another man yelling in your face. Really? You can't take authority." And I was like, "It's a difference between authority and fucking like talking down to yes. somebody and shit like that." There's a difference between authority and someone who is 
manipulative and like intentionally that's trying, what they were doing intentionally trying to break you yeah. i know the tight man some of those guards I'm cool like with, with selling me a, oh you think you you think you're tough give me 50 push-ups i'm cool with that but you're not going to tell me i ain't going to be shit exactly. and i'm not shit that's why i'm here there's a difference i think between if you were like say you're in the army i've never been in the army but say you were in a real boot camp mm-hmm. where you know the person i don't want to say it has the best intentions for you but maybe um, there's a believes in you or something. Mm-hmm. Or say you have a, I don't know. I relate to sometimes like a coach, a super yeah. intense coach, something where they're a pain in the ass. They're hard on you. They might even be a little abusive, but mm-hmm. you know that it's because they, you're willing to put up with it. You know what I mean? In some regard, where the, this is a different kind of, mm-hmm. it's not authority. It's not like you have problems with authority. You just have issues with. This sort of like vindictive, yeah, because I've been manipulated and shit like that in relationships with chicks and all that type of shit. So it's kind of like I know what it's like to be manipulated and have my mind fucked with. Yo, you're not gonna play mind games, right? Like I don't, I don't play that shit. Like I'm pulling the card. I'm letting (laughs) you know I know you're playing it exactly, and then it's gonna be what it is after that because I'm gonna pull your card and you going you ain't gonna like it. Yeah, you know shit like that. So so you dip out. Your cousin giving you a hard time. What what what's next? After that, they just was like you know. Uh, this, at this time, I'm in Jersey. Like I'm, I'm in Jersey. You living in Jersey? Mm-hmm. You moved. You moved. Yeah, because my after after I caught it, my and I was going through the whole situation. My mom was like, "All right, like I'm in this relationship. Like you need to leave Philly." Because she was like, she had the whole mindset like, "I'm not losing my only son to some bullshit." You know what I'm saying? Right, hey, you right. hanging around the wrong people. Right, right. Fresh state, She's fresh start. Don't nobody know you, know you. So I had went out there and shit, and I was I was out in Jersey at that time. So when I was living out in Jersey. I was still doing the thing, commuting back and forth to Philly, and he was saying like, "All right, if he don't, if he doesn't complete this program, they gave me something else to do." And it was like, read a. I had to read a book. <laughs> I had to read some type of like book about a, a motivational person of my choice or whatever, and write a, a like a ten page essay about it on top of the community service and the therapy shit. Since I didn't want to do that's that's when the judge was like. Okay, because my mom was like, all right, we moved out to New Jersey. Yeah, we're, out we're making this. the effort. Yeah, we're out in Mount Laurel, New Jersey. He's going to Lenape. It was a good high school. I got accepted. So she was like, the judge was like, oh, okay, well, we'll have him do this on top of this. And that's how it worked out. You know what I'm Dude, saying? I'll take a, I'll take yeah. a book and essay over. Yeah, yeah. It ended up working you. out for yeah, me because like, I wasn't having the whole four-month program yeah. shit, bro. and doing some community service, reading a book and paper. Dude, I'll take that any day. That's... Oh yeah. shit! Yeah, that's not a bad move. Yeah. So you uh, you complete the service, you complete the paper, all and that I, jazz, and, and my record got expunged. Your record got expunged, yeah. and then do you finish out high school down there in Jersey? No, nah, I, I actually uh, in Philly. Like I was a good student. Don't get me fucked fucked up. You know what I'm saying like I was just bad. Like I was just bad, and I had a temper and and and, so and rage and shit. Bad. I mean, that's yeah. not, I'm not even considered bad. But were you were you fighting? Yeah, Dude, I would okay. fight a lot in school. That that would get you. Like after school, we fight other schools. I'd be getting into it with seniors, and I just rage sometimes. Like if shit was going bad at school, I just black out and lash out and yeah. just like trash the school through the trash cans. No, I've and leave and shit like that. So it was like that's where it was bad at. But like far as handing my work in, yeah, showing up to class, uh. Fucking, I ain't start cutting class until my senior year, my nigga. Like, I mean, if I see this when you need to start cutting class, you're like, I'm tired of this shit anyway. Yeah. So what school did you finish it out in? Swinton. I went to Lenape for two years. And then, no, for yeah, for two years. And then I found out my uh, 
junior year, they wasn't going to let me graduate because I didn't have enough credits for their curriculum. But mm-hmm. in Philly, I had more than enough credits. Yeah. So my mom worked for the school district my whole life, and she knew somebody that worked at Swinson, so she got me in at Swinson That's what's so up. I can graduate on time. Because she was like, I'm not, you're not going to get left back because you're not fucking dumb. Like, right. You know what I'm saying? And she was like, are right, we going to go to Swinson? I went to Swinson. I had like a couple classes. I just like took classes that I skipped earlier on to do other classes. Like, yeah. I was like, I took a year, two years of French at uh, Lincoln. No, I'm not taking French again. And then I'm like, I'm a, I'm here. They got Spanish. I'm like, fuck it. I do Spanish here, and I just finished doing Spanish and like learning. So I'm in there with like ninth grade yeah, and sophomore, the only it. only senior and shit. Cause I wanted to learn Spanish. Cause I, cause it was like you, if you had a job, you could leave at twelve o'clock. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. after that, like I was more so just like. I had senior, what was it? What they call it? Senior study or some shit mm-hmm. like that. Like I used to go to uh, Miss Penelope class. Shout out to Miss P. Yo, she was like our media teacher. I used to just go in there, do a little clothes, clothes blog, had a little fashion blog and shit. And I used to be in there, me and um, Mia. She actually doing her thing. Her name LG right now. Hmm. She working with like Jalil and shit like that. She actually oh, like lyrical genius and shit. She popping right now. Me what? and Mia would just be in there, and my homie Tim. We'll just be in there, like rapping, doing freestyles, working on music, like what? recording ourselves, because it was a lab full of Macs. It was a computer lab, the media. That's lab. sick, because some schools, it, and that's another thing that I've noticed being in Philly and spending time in these schools, is how different some of them, the resources are. Some yeah. of them have nothing, and it's like, feels like prison. Others have actual media outlets yep. for folks. And like, so was that kind of. Um, before we fast forward, is that sort of when you start to, are you already into hip hop at this point? When did you start? Because I, I want to talk about photography, but I also know you're into music. Yeah. When did this sort of music um, inspiration kind of start to bubble? Or like when did the writing early. shit? Early? Early. Like before the photography. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you're 16, 17, you're in high school, are you writing by yourself, you're writing with your oh, boys? Oh no, it started, you... I started writing when I was 10, bro. Oh damn. It started oh, wow. early because my dad wasn't never around. So I would be stressed out and I needed that outlet. I would go through a lot of stuff with girls. Like my mom was still like young. My mom was still like in her thirties and in her forties. She was still doing her thing and their relationships. So she ain't had time to talk to me. You know what I'm saying? So it was, uh, it was just me and the music. I started recording on tape recorders. Damn. Real rap. I have a fucking tape recorder. I buy a tape and I have 120 minutes of studio time and I put the tape in. I still got the tapes to this day, bro. (laughs) You ever listen to them? Yeah, I bet there's some good shit on there. Yeah, <laughs> some yeah. gems. Yeah, yo, because I always was talking that shit. It was yeah, crazy. Ten year old spit is just going. Out. But I was super gangster though, my nigga. Like, <laughs> yo, I yeah. had every gun. I was driving every fucking <laughs> every car. car. Ain't even know where the stand, just... the fucking pedal was at in the car. <laughs> yeah. Ain't even know how to turn on the turbo in the Maserati. Talking about so I got a Maserati. It was just wishful thinking. I would have been a banging ass <laughs> yeah. rider back then. I would have been a banging ass writer. My, my, we gonna get into that. Yo, shit, it's that's so funny because I'll, I'll there will be these high school kids, right? Everybody wants to be a rapper or LeBron or whatever, and so yeah. you know, these young guys, you know, because I'm in the hip hop, I'll talk to them and say, "All right, let me hear something." Yeah. And all these kids are all, you know, gangsters, fucking shit. a bunch of girls, and they have all, these all guns. the bitches. They got all the <laughs> money. It's I'm like, like oh, you don't even have a permit, homie. Like, right, real like, right. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, at least you got to start somewhere. You start. Just, kinda, that's inspiration, right? It's, it's just inspirational thinking. It's that you know you're what emulating yeah. what you hear too, and what you want to be. Yeah. Do you remember some of those early influences? What you're listening to back then? Yeah. Young Young Spiz. Young Spiz was listening to uh, Tupac. Oh damn. 
uh, my, my aunts worked for Universal Records when I was younger, the distribution company when they had it in Philly. Oh, shit. So they used to get, they used to meet, I used to go there and meet the artists, and I used to get CDs before they came out. So my first, first CDs I ever had that I had got for Christmas gifts from my aunt Natalie was Flesh in My Flesh, Blood in My Blood with DMX, DMX? in the tub. Yes. It was a clean tape. Cause like my mom ain't want me to have no dirty version of that shit, and I had Mace Harlem World with the baby blue color. It was my first two. It was that's my first two tapes. Nuts. But after that, so I had I had some of that commercial shit in my life. Like right. I, was, I had Mace, and then I had the real shit DMX. And my, I, I thank my aunt Nelly so much for giving me them two tapes when I was about like what I was about five, bro. That's, real rap. Listening to DMX at five, you're like I don't even know what this dude's saying, but you can just feel it. He's I can angry feel it. About something. I used to cry listening yeah. to him, bro. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying, baby, it's gonna be okay. Yeah. I used to cry, and I didn't even lose my motherfucking <laughs> grandma. <laughs> right, right, right. You know what I'm saying, like, and I had that balance. So when I got older, she still was giving me Nas, A Z, Do or Die, um, Big Pun, Jay Z. Uh, I would listen to Busta Rhymes a lot, and then like my mom, she listened to neo soul and jazz. So I would hear Kenny G, I would hear uh, Grover Washington, oh. I would hear you know what I'm saying. I would hear Prince playing. Yeah. I would hear Erica Badu. I would hear Earth Wind and Fire a lot. So and my when I ride with my grandpa, he playing shit like Smokey Robinson and Temptations. So being around all that shit, bro, like. That's why my music's so soulful. Yeah. And when people try to put, people don't want to deal with me. And people be like, why you ain't get a situation? Because it's like, people don't know what to do with me. They want to put me in a box. They're like, yo, you can spit that boom bap 90s, yeah. real raw hip hop shit. But then you can do a poppin' ass club record. Then you can talk that shit. Then you can do some real reminisceful shit that'll make a motherfucker think about when they was little. They don't know what, I'm so versatile. Right. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it's not fair. You know what I'm saying? Like, people, the people that's most versatile get slept on the most. I feel like, like, look how versatile. No shots. I love both of them. Shout out to them. Uh, we got mutual friends, Rocky and Ferg. Mm. Look how versatile yeah. Ferg is versus Rocky. But look who stands out more. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so it's like I consider myself. My like my little cousin said that he was like, "Yo, like you like Ferg." Like, cause you, you can do anything. You can hop on any type of record. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, and that's the type of art. I'm an artist. Yes. I'm a rapper, but I evolved into an artist cause my penmanship and my writing was always there. Absolutely. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Even when I was rapping about shit I didn't have, it was always there. Right. So I could pack, I could sell a record. I got records from when I was fucking 17, bro, that I could sell. Rap, to rapping about drugs and all that shit. I was yeah. selling drugs, but I don't want to rap about that shit no more. I can literally sell these records, right? Like yeah. literally. Yeah, and that um, one, the last Ferg tape too. I'm not sure. There's not the most recent one, but the one before that. Um, uh, I forget what the name of it is, but it's the black and white cover, and he has like crazy pop records on there with yeah. um, Mary J. Blige or yeah. something like that. You know what I mean? Then he's got his trap shit. So, yep. I, you know, I feel I you. I like everything because that's what I grew up on. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that about me. That's why I was like super excited to be able to get the platform. Like other when I'm on Periscope and they asking me who your favorite rapper is, yeah. I don't really get a platform where I can speak and let people know. Like, yo, I grew up listening to everything yeah. from soul to jazz to now when you listen to my music, it should make sense. Like, Wow, that's how he come up with flows. That's why he be dancing on beats because he was listening to instruments with no lit. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's, it's crazy because when I watch interviews of some of the greats like Rakim, Rakim said his mom played a lot of jazz. Mm -hmm. That's how he learned how to rap, listening to jazz because he would hear how they would 
flow with the instrument on, o- over a beat. Yeah. And he was like, oh shit, like that's how he found his rhythm and his flows. And, and that shit is really true. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And that's why my music's so soulful because of my grandpa. I know the elements of hip hop and know how to balance it so well to, with the trap, with the real shit because of my aunts giving me the hip hop music and giving me the shit that I asked for, giving me the shit I didn't ask for, giving me a Bob Marley <laughs> exactly. CD. Slipping that and I'm like, who the fuck is Bob Marley? She's like, listen to it. Listen to it. It's good. And I'm like, oh shit. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm like, damn, this this shit is hot. So that's that's where my style developed from. Yo, shout out that auntie, whatever. Yeah, my aunt Dana, rest in peace, aunt and my aunt, and my aunt Natalie. Aunt Dana. Yeah. You know, um, that's huge that they were able to put you onto that because yeah, as a young shit. man, um, it's interesting how and and I want to continue with the story, but just as a sidebar, yeah. seeing these young folks that I interact with, there there isn't that influence. You know, it's yeah. mostly just as Quavo. It's Twenty One Savage. It's yeah. I'm influenced you know, by them you know, motherfuckers and, and too. Not, they and are. That, that ain't shots. They're dope. But yeah. if that's but if that's all you listen to, oh, it's yeah. the, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I had a balance. Yeah, thousand <laughs> <laughs> percent. Shout out to Big Shaq. <laughs> the fact that you that's not man, hot. It's not hot. Um, the fact that you had those influences is important. And so you have those influences. You're writing. Um, you end up. You're a senior in high school. You're yeah. fucking around in the media lab. What do you think in? For next steps when you're a senior, are you trying to be a rapper? Are you trying yep. to? Oh, you were trying, trying to go to college. I nope. listened in one of your songs. You dropped out of college. Yeah, I went to college twice. I went to college. Okay, so tell me. Let's let's continue with the with the story a little bit. So yeah. so you're trying to be a rapper. You're a senior. What's going on? All right. Well, when I got out of high school, I didn't want to go straight to college. I knew that, so I started working. My mom was like, "You gotta get a job." Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? I started working. I was working at Burger King. I stopped trapping. For this girl I was dating, and I, she got me hired at Burger King. And so you, but you've been selling drugs before that. Yeah, I was like selling weed and shit like that, and like you know what I'm saying. I ain't had no job. It was just like my mom looking out because my mom was like working for the school district. She tossed me like forty dollars for the weekend. Yeah, and then it was just more so me having weed and selling that shit. Dude, it's hard to go from however much you're making a week selling weed to that. To slinging burgers for minimum wage, man. That's yeah, that not, shit was dumb. That's not. I always, I always, I always was jugging on the side, bro. Because you start to see, I'm not working for seven hours an hour yeah. when I can, you know, flip this. And, that. and I had so many different like things like I could do when as a teenager because my best friend Sharif was still alive. He was down Frank for his uncles used to fuck with shit. So they'd be like, well, "All right, y'all gonna be around here for a little bit." Yeah. <laughs> here, here go their cell phone. Whoever call it, you know what I'm saying? Just tell them to come around, and you, you know you. And they'll give us like two hundred dollars. Damn! And so you, you know what I'm saying for playing just, the phone all day. We like fifteen, sixteen, getting two hundred dollars for playing the phone all day, and all the fucking crackhead doing is coming to a block, and we little ass kids. We outside playing fucking catch. They come up, and we just dapping them up, getting money, and then they going in about their business. So was it your job just to just to? We would play the phones, yeah. Oh, wow! And then they'd just toss us weed because they knew we smoked. Yeah. So they'd come through with like blueberry haze, all this crazy ass fancy shit. Cause they'd fuck shit, with Ricans and Badlands as a little kid. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's the grown man. Yeah, grown we were smoking shit. gas, yo. <laughs> I started smoking gas at a young. You first age. like, yo, Spins, where'd you get this yeah. shit? <laughs> yeah, real rap. Oh, yeah, so dude. we used to hear like, they used to throw us like a quarter, and they'd be like, take it easy with that shit, and we'll be smoking that shit. Wow. And just be playing the phone and be in the house playing the game, acting goofy, listening to music yeah. and shit, dancing. Did you being teenagers. When you were um, you know, kinda helping out uncles, whatever, doing this and that, did did it ever kinda cross your mind like I could I could make really good money doing this, you know, selling the mm-hmm. drugs if I kinda started my own operation? Yeah, or yeah. I, what was kind of your feelings 
about that while you're getting I li- into it. I, I, li- I liked it, but it was two things that made me stop. And it was the... Well, I, I wanted to stop selling weed later on in life. Like, when I was about to hit 18, and I'll tell you why, but what made me stop fucking with shit like crack and heroin and shit like that, uh, down Frankfurt, bro, like, it's crazy down there. Like, yeah. anybody that know Kensington area of Frankfurt, like, everybody's strung out. It'd be pregnant women, all that type everybody. of shit. And that's what happened to me one, one day. A pregnant woman came, mm. and I couldn't do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. her stomach was big. I'm like, no. Like, I'm like, I'm, and I, could, I, could, I couldn't do it. And, like, even even my brother Reef, like, we couldn't do it. And after that, like, Reef went to selling weed. He ain't never touched that shit. Like, because it's just like, damn, that's what they do to people. Like, and you, start you know to what see I'm saying? It, I couldn't have it on my conscience, bro. Dude, and that, I just left it the fuck alone. You're a smart man. And because I just if, you, selling if weed. you don't, I think that no matter who you are, no matter what you're doing, that really starts to fuck with you, man. Yeah. When you start to really hang. Money, money ain't never been. It, you can't erase that shit, uh-huh. man. I was, I was raised with different principles and shit. My grandpa instilled different thousand. principles into me. Because my grandpa used to fuck with JBM and all that. Like yeah. He used to traffic for them. He was cool with Elijah, one of Elijah Muhammad lieutenants in the Nation of Islam. Like he was best friends with Cowboy. Mm-hmm. Like so, like my family come from that. And like you know, what I'm saying when I got older, my and my mom used to tell me things, and my grandfather used to tell me things and shit he used to get into and things that he did. You know what I'm saying? Like it was it was crazy how all that played out yeah. later on in life. Like you know what I'm saying? Because my family was affected with it. I, I had a, one of my favorite uncles was a, was a, was a heroin addict, and it wasn't his fault. He served in the Vietnam War. Yeah. And he ain't want to get shot. My uncle Larry, rest in peace. He ain't want to get shot. And he ain't want to shoot nobody. This motherfucker wouldn't kill an ant, bro. He wouldn't swat a fly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He had a good heart. And his lieutenant, his uh, lieutenant, shot him up with heroin and told him that it was just an insulin. And if it just numb him. And if you if he got shot, he wouldn't feel it. And yeah. it'd make him fearless and shit like that. He ain't no no better. He shot him up with opium. And he was strung out on heroin. You know what I'm saying? But he got off of it and stuff like that. But he had he always had an addiction and it went to alcohol. Absolutely. And then you come back and you still got that, yeah. you know. But that was one of my favorite uncles, bro. Like, he kept his word. He never stole. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He was there with his mom, with his mom, my great-grandma, until both of them went. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, real rap. And so for you, you see how that affects your own family. And so you're like, I, it, I don't blame you. I can't do that to Yeah, somebody. I couldn't do that and, shit. Yeah, it's like. You it's cool. It's fascinating when the money coming fast and shit like that. But it's like, yo, like you really fucking up families. It made me think because yes. before it's like people coming. I'm saying they, you got young people. You got you got fucking old heads. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? You ain't even really think about it. You like, oh, this motherfucker like sixty something. <laughs> he already lived. He's like he just down and out. Like you ain't. It's, it's passive. You know what right. I'm saying? It's, you playing but, football. You more interested in playing yeah. Madden or whatever the fuck is going on. Yeah. yeah, and you just worry about the money and how like you can go and get some new sneakers yeah. and shit like that and lie and tell your mom is from like you know what I'm saying oh somebody bought these for me right and what's interesting is you spend any time over there in Kensington area and I was I was house sitting for a buddy of mine and it was I think it was called like Port Richmond or something like that yeah it's right over there and it was like I, I just was like oh you know nightly walk it was over the summer I was like let me go walk around the block just went on a little hike and it was Heart wrenching, man. Yeah. It's like all the people on the street. Prostitutes. And, pro- man, and it feels like zombies. zombies. It's like the walking Zombie dead land. out there. Yeah. Yo, and I was like, it was like just fucking with my head, man. Like, yeah. because. Because you see it from a different perspective when you older, but bro, can you imagine yeah. being a young boy and really enjoying yourself, like going to the wreck and. 
y'all battling for money and doing all this other shit and getting in getting into it with people like that shit was a lifestyle we would literally walk down the street my best friend reef this nigga was crazy rest in peace i love this nigga but he was fearless like this nigga walked down the street motherfucker drive by the fuck is you looking at dog and people was like hey, boy, i'll turn around beat you the fuck up what's up yeah and like my heart dropping and my dick paws i'm like oh my god like <laughs> we gotta fight somebody again like this motherfucker can't never just shut yeah. up and just like turn his cheek or just like you know what if he riding by grilling you it's yeah. like so what bro? so you what know? yeah but we was just young and like, getting into that shit that shit was like a lifestyle so we but going back down there and when i drive down there and shit so much shit we play in my head yeah. bro i just be like damn nigga, i'm blessed like I'm blessed and I, I'm just glad that I was like raised the way I was. So that you had at least yeah. the the perception at the time to know, you know, what your limits given were. Giving this giving this shit to this you, pregnant lady ex- ain't it. Exactly, man. <laughs> exactly. It. And you don't see the same customers come when you're selling weed. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's not gonna be someone who's yeah. looks like they're, you know, half half awake or whatever. Yeah. So um so at that point you said also you gave it up partially because there's a lady involved? Yeah, and then I was just selling weed. And so you're just selling weed. So you're involved with the lady. You're selling weed. You're working at Burger King. How old is this? 18? All that shit, like playing the phones and all that, that shit happened before Burger King. Right, right, right. But fast forwarding a little bit. Yeah, I was at Burger King. When you're at Burger King. Out of high school. Out of high school. Is this 18, 19? Somewhere. Yeah. Okay, so you're doing that. You're making your money. You're selling a little weed on the side. When do you decide to try college for the first time? Um... A little, like a little bit after that, because I got tired of that Burger King shit. I can say it was like four months after that. I was like, man, I'm gonna go to community college, so I enrolled in there or whatever. Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I went there for about like two months, and then one day I walk into my music class, fucking, uh, they didn't call my name, so they were doing like, I think quarter, like the new quarter, they was making Mm -hmm. sure everybody financial aid and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. And my financial aid didn't go through. So I ended Damn. up not being able to go. I was taking guitar class and pro- producing class and all that other shit and like literature. Damn, and I had to. I had to. Just, I stopped going. And I ain't gonna hold you, bro. I cried like cause my mom came up there with me. We tried, and I really wanted to go because I was motivated as fuck. I was like, damn, I'm about to learn how to play an instrument. Yeah. I play guitar and all that shit. I still got it. And um, me and my mom, we I'm saying we cried and shit. And she was like, it's gonna be alright. She was like, one door don't close. That's when the first time she said like. First time she said that shit to me in my life, like, as a young man, she was like, one door don't close and another one don't open. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Believe that. The alchemists, they would talk about omens. And it was saying, don't never ignore omens. So I saw omens telling me to read more. You know what I'm saying? Things in my head, like, yo, pick up pick up these books that you got sent around. Got a whole bookshelf. Look on there. You got books that you been bought that you was been supposed to read. Read them now. You got the time. Work on yourself. You know what I'm saying? Because that's yeah. what everybody around me and all the signs I was getting was saying, yo, work on yourself. Because I, I, after after I came back to my right mind and I just thought about everything I did, I was like, yo, like, you know, and and I publicly put it out there, you know, because I got fans. You feel me? Yeah. I, got, I got fans and I got people that look up to me and just think that I'm this star and I'm this, you know, I, I got it all. Yeah, they believe in me. And it's just like, yo, I'm human just like y'all, yo. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I need advice. And I put that shit in my music. I actually said that shit in my music. And it's like the people, I lost people over over these past four years and shit like that. And like my grandfather, my great-grandma, my Aunt Dana, my Uncle Larry, my homie Demetrius. 
it's just so much shit and, and more people, you know what I'm saying? More homies. And it's just like, yo, like, that shit took a toll on me because everybody, people that would motivate me, people that I would go and talk to and get my wisdom, they was gone. You feel me? So I just had a breaking point. I was in a relationship and shit was like, wasn't going how it was should should have went and there was insecurities on both our parts. It was like argument and bickering. She was young. How long so ago we was this? This is like what the like everything that happened. Yeah, that over the past four years, like losing oh. people, it was back to back to back to back. Damn. Every couple months I would lose somebody I, that meant the world to me. Yeah. That was like my 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 rocks. Oh, were you dating this girl the whole time through that too? Yeah, was, we oh. were together for about like three, three of those oh, four years. Yeah, so you you're losing folks. You're leaning on this girl hard for. And support. I was keeping shit in. You know what Damn, I'm saying? Man. I so, wasn't really writing. Shit. So things end up coming to a point with the girl, and you just sort of realize it one day. You're like, this is not working. Nah, out. she actually, she actually left me the night I was having my breakdown. Oh fuck! Just to throw a little fuel on the fire. Yeah. Damn, so so she leaves you that night. How do you, is that the next months or so rock bottom for the depression yeah, for you? Yeah. So when you're in that time, what is it that is, is it just the breakup? Is it sort of, are you having a hard time with your art? What sort of is going on at that time? Everything, bro. So everything. Because I'm like cleansing my soul. Like I, I, like, I really like attempted to, you know, take myself out of here. Yeah. Like, because I was like, what? All the people are promised things, like my Dana was so young, like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, what do I have? I, I don't have no reason to still, do, I don't have no motivation. Like, I'm drained yeah. because I was bottling it all up. Right? You didn't have anybody to. It's not like, to. fuck the, fuck the, fuck the bottle, fuck the top popping off, the whole fucking shit shattered. Yeah. Like, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and that's kind of like how I was. And I just was like, yo, I don't see, I don't see the point. Like, you know what I'm saying? This relationship ain't shit ain't working out with my shorty. I don't got time. I don't, I don't got time to do nothing else. You know, my my family members. I never got closure from it. That was a big part. Yeah. I never got closure. I still haven't gone to their graves to this day. Only one I went to is my aunt Dana. Only great. That's the only only person great. I haven't gone to my great grandmother, mother, who was the world to me. She always gave me wisdom, and my grandfather, and my uncle Larry. I haven't went to their graves yet. Demetrius, only the last time I saw his grave was when he put him in. I haven't seen his headstone. There's a lot of shit I ain't get closure from. My best friend, fucking Reef, got fucking murdered, got shot in the fucking head. And his 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 mom was like on drugs and shit. They, they couldn't afford to even get his fucking ashes, my nigga. Like, Damn. You feel what I'm saying? Like, no type of shit. And so it's these certain, these certain supports that you have in your life that are sort of like wrenched out all of a sudden without any sign of it coming or going yeah. and you just kind of have to don't get me wrong my, my chick my chick helped me down she did the best she could being 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 the age that she was yeah not ever being in a real relationship with a guy you know what i'm saying especially my age and what i've been through she did the best that she could i give her credit yeah. i ain't gonna say she wasn't you know what i'm saying she would she was there she'd be there when i pop up from ptsd and shit in the middle of the night real rap like in my sleep like huh, huh, yeah. huh. And shit, at first she just used to look at me, and when I snap out of it, she was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I had to tell her, like, yo, like, I was just having, like, a, a, a bad, bad, bad nightmare. Yeah. And so what is it, and part of what the podcast, too, that I'm that I'm interested in is, um, what was it eventually that, bro, 
brought you out of it? Was it one thing? Was it over time? It was. It was. It was. It was, it was being scared. My bad if I'm, my voice getting shaky because this shit like no, crazy talking no, about it. No, but, um, I appreciate you. You, and that's what's powerful too. Is for there are people just going through hard shit all the time. How do you? How did you kind of figure it out and? Cause I got once once I once I once I like really because I always had suicidal thoughts and shit like that, but I never really attempted. So when I did that shit and like I was just like scared that I was like, damn, bro, like I really tried to do that shit. You know what I'm saying? I was yeah. like, that shit, that shit is scary. I was like, you know, I, I, I'm I'm here for, I'm here for a reason. My mom had to remind me certain things. Yeah. Did you mom find you? Yeah, she busted my fucking room. And she, but she stood there. Like, you know how they open the door and they just stand there because they don't know if you're there or not. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mom, yo, shout out to mom. She's a real one. Yeah. Yeah, shout out to my mom. And yeah, so, mom. Yeah, so at that, that point, she's like, Spitz, we got to get you some. She was like, something. you need, she was like, I'm a 302 your ass or you going to fucking therapy or something. Like, yeah. real rap. She was like, I'm sending you to the fucking. Uh, uh, a crazy place, yeah, or what's going to be? And I was like, if you do that, I never speak to you again. She was like, you gonna go to therapy? She hopped right on the phone. She got that shit hooked up fast, and going there, and like it was, a, I think it, it, I was going to this therapy and a psychiatrist, and I'm just going to like therapy. But that shit was just like helping, bro. Like, you know, they was changing my perspective, yeah, because I felt like it was like, man, fuck it, like shit, not shit, not. Shit, not what it's all piped up to be. I'm not where I want to be in yes. life. You know what I'm saying? Fuck this shit. Like everything going bad, and it was just because I, I guess I had bad energies around me, cause, and I was just in the best. But you know, I, that that law of nature, that law of attraction, shit, bro. That that law of the universe, really That's shit. Real. Like, cause I was just in a negative space. Like I'd be telling my chick when I was with her, like, man, this shit ain't gonna work. This shit ain't gonna happen. This shit, this being negative as fuck. And I put out one a hot ass record and wouldn't get the response I wanted, but it was because I was putting that fucking energy out yeah. there. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't paying attention to my energy, bro. And it was like, you know, I was doing certain things to try to help, but it was like the demons. My demons had had a hold on me, bro. Yeah. Like and them, them motherfuckers was working like over, over, over time on my ass. Did you were you resistant to the therapy at first, or did you go in with open? I always downplayed it. I should have been going to therapy because I, you heard I, I I was writing. Music at a young age because the the field avoided of my father not being there. Right, that was my therapy. But it's like sometimes, like your mind's so cloudy, bro. And the fighting, you can't even write. Yeah, you can't even write. Sometimes you f become a fan of the music for a time period because certain people is is, is expressing shit that you're going through. That's what makes it you so know what powerful. I'm saying? Yeah, so you know, I discovered a lot of artists, like some people that I look up to, put out some of the best fucking motivational music, but. After that, it was good. what got me out of it. After like talking and opening up to my mom, yeah. and it's, you know, getting professional help and talking to professional people and talking to talking to people that really fucking cared and seeing how people reacted to it. And so many people that I look up to, that look up to me and that support me and that you know might not show it all the time. They let me know like, yo, I, I've been there or I, I'm going through it. I'm going through it now. Like, I understand. And it was just so many people like, yo, like, you're not alone in this shit, bro. Like, we are, like, everybody, I'm going through it. But what I got from everybody going the fuck through it, you right. feel me? And it's not a lot, enough people. And a lot of people respected me for it. You know what I'm saying? And without me explaining myself, they just threw it. Like, yo, I, I don't look at you no different. 
I don't look at you no different from doing that shit because it take a person with heart and a lot of courage to put themselves out there. But I feel like I owe that shit. These people support me. They actually buy my fucking music. They actually stream my shit. Yeah. They actually like my pictures. They actually fucking you comment. know comment, DM me or message me, ask me for advice. Like I owe I owe I owe y'all that. Like if I'm if I if if, if I'ma take myself out of here, I. My mom don't know how to get on my fucking t Instagram. My mom don't know how to get on my Twitter and all that other type shit and let people know what the fuck happened. Yeah. Like, and then I just fall off the face of the earth and everybody like, what the fuck happened to Spiz? Right. Hey, that's the thing is you don't even realize until... People out here really like love you. Exactly. But. And even if you don't, it might not manifest every day with everybody saying, oh, Spiz, we love you, this and that. It's not until something... If you did, say, even just as an exercise in taking a break from social media, whatever... You'll realize real quickly how much, how many people do care about you. Will reach yeah. out, hey Spiz, you good? Hit you on the text. Mm -hmm. You know, we haven't seen you post on a like. But it was crazy because after I posted that shit, I logged right out. You know what I'm saying? Cut my phone off. But my laptop started going off because my iMessage. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So I, I cut my laptop off. I was just sitting there in the dark. You know what I'm saying? And then at the like. After a while, like, you know, I cut my phone back on and shit, just put the shit on silent. But I never logged back into my social medias. Because yeah. I didn't want my shit going off and I didn't want to see what I ain't give a fuck. Right. At that point, you I ain't give a fuck. Fuck everything. I was just like, yo, this is what it is, yo. I holla at y'all. Appreciate y'all. You know, I ain't going to tell y'all too much, but I was like, I just told them I've been through a lot of shit, yeah. bro. And this is just the breaking point. Like, you know, I don't have nobody. And now the fact that I really don't have nobody, fuck it. Yeah. Fuck it. And so when you... But I, I, I felt to realize I had my mom. And which is, that's what I was going to get to. That's that's a huge one, you know, yeah. that, you know, mom. But was it, did you feel like it was the therapy that gave you the tools? Was it just finally yeah. having an outlet for it? What, mm -hmm. what did Cause you it's hard. Because it's hard talking to your parent about that shit. My mom, my mom, North Philly chick, she ain't trying, you know... She gonna show me tough love regardless, and, that, be and sometimes proud and, and always wanna, you know, speak and not just listen. Sometimes you know, yeah, they gave me the tools like going there and shit like that, reading more like, you know what I'm saying, speaking to a black man. Yes, I was, you know, I was like, I want a black dude, like, you know what I'm saying. He was really from where I'm from. Right. He motherfucking went through what I went through. You know what I'm saying, all that type of shit. And he was just like, yo, like, you know, this is what you need to do. You know, my OG Lou, shout out to Lou. He, he was telling me, like, bro, you need to do this. You need to read this. You need to move this type of way. Like, this is what you need to do more. And I just started applying it because it's like I, I wasn't going back to that, bro. That shit crazy. Yeah. When you're not scared to die. Like, when you're not scared to die. Like, it's different when there's different circumstances when you out here in these streets and you ain't got nothing. To, you know what I mean? Like, you really out here living that hard-ass life. And, like, you, I don't have no choice but not be scared to die. But it's like when you scared... It, when you, it's scary when you when you're not scared to take your life from yourself. Yeah. Like, like take your own life. Like you're not you're not scared to you don't you don't give a fuck. Yeah. It's like for real. Like it, it, I can't explain it, it but it's like it, 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 for folks that are maybe maybe not at that place, but for folks that are having a hard time with it, and say your homies come to you and say, "Yo, Spiz, I'm going through. I know you were able to get out of it. What?" advice do you have what were some things that you now practice that you that, like that some actual specific thing was books that you read what are some things like tangible that now i, I, I had went and got the four agreements mm. 
because people was always telling me to read that book for years and I never picked it up. So I went and got the four agreements, but I bought the whole little trilogy package with that, the master of love and the, and the knowledge joint in there. So it was like a three pack for $30. Mm-hmm. And I read that book. I reread the um, Alchemist. I'm almost finished reading that joint for a second time. And uh, my therapist gave me that book I mentioned earlier, that, yeah. uh, How to Think, How Successful People Think. And then I had read this Tracy Bryan Brian book. I was reading this book called uh, uh, Change Your Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life. Did you have to cut friends out? What What yeah. did you do? You so you were active. You said, "Hey, so and so." I lost a lot of friends because you realized you were just peeped that 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 they weren't giving you that energy. Mm-hmm. As hippy dippies, that just sounds as real, bro. Yeah. Like the energy thing, and like when mm-hmm. you came in, just meeting you initially too. I I. I perceive that, and I really appreciate what you said about, you know, you didn't have any reason to come into the city. You know, you did, but then other, that you're making the effort to come see me, and I appreciate yeah. it for the podcast, and just to take those risks, to go out on the limb, to say yeah. it, you know what I mean? Like, not everybody wants to come through in a snowstorm right. to fucking do a podcast, but just like you said, being more aware of those signs and yeah. kind of just running with it. Um, what... What did your therapist say to you, or what did you sort of change about your life when you started taking those signs seriously, or, or like you said, changing your thinking? What are some things that you do now that you feel like help you kind of work through those demons? Reminding myself, I'm in control. Mm-hmm. I'm in control of my own happiness. Like I just got into an argument with a family member because I told her, like, I don't got time for your negative shit. You want to comment negative about something I got going on? I ain't got time to hear that shit. Yeah, and I'm obligated. You're not stealing my happiness. Like I'm not hearing nothing negative. Like, and I forgot I had that choice. Yeah, that's a really interesting point. I sometimes think people forget they got that choice, yo. I to deal with sometimes. the bullshit, engage in the bullshit. You know what I'm saying? It's like get stressed out and have anxiety about shit that ain't even fucking. You like you running late. Yeah. Why are you still gonna be fucking late? Why you getting mad about it? You, oh, have, well. you had the choice to be mad about yeah, that. Yeah, you had the choice. Like, you in control. You in control of your mood. Like, you can't let nobody affect your mood. Yeah. Like, real rap. Like, it's real. Now I notice it's real easy to spend that negative energy. Like, you see that meme when it be like, the bullshit. And it's like, Neo doing yeah, it. Like, yeah, Real shit. It's like, you can really do that. Whether it's listening to music. Whether just laughing it off. Whether just being understanding. Yeah. Like, sometimes, like... I used to always say it, but I never used to pay it no attention. I used to be like, that shit a personal problem. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes people just be having personal problems and they just put that energy out on you. Exactly. Like, I ain't got shit to do with that. And working in retail, that shit helped me so much. Dude, because you are the you're the face of all the issues that I have going on in my life. Like, mm-hmm. we were talking about the cop earlier. Yeah. Whatever, but, but it's all going to be directed... And you, and especially in retail, you're behind that counter, you're selling whatever. Yep. And I'm, you know, I was just, my boss at my shitty job was just mad at me, but now I'm here, you're telling me the discount isn't yep. what I thought it was going to be, and so I'm lashing out you, at you. You're telling me how to do my exactly. job. Exactly. I'm like, lady, you just woke the fuck up and <laughs> yeah. was mad. Your baby got, you a, or your son gave you a hard time before he got on that cheese bus. 100%. And then you just trying to come in here. I ain't got nothing to it, do with that. It, that like you so got to kill him with kindness, bro. Dude, that is a huge thing. Remain happy and show him that you're happy. Remain happy. And because, like you said, it doesn't do any good to get into it with them mm. because they're looking for a fight. They're, yeah. they're, there's so, nothing. Don't, don't get me wrong. Sometimes I slip. 
sometimes I, I slip, but it's all, it's a process. You feel me? Like, do, but that's 100%. one thing. That's one thing I tell me. I tell my friends that's going through it and shit. Had to tell my friend Ty the other day, like, bro, you in control. Cause even when I was young, like that's why it's like people would be like, damn, bro, like, what, like, why? And it just be like because I wasn't never. It's like now that I'm focusing on what I need to focus on, it's like so much shit is happening now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. After after my after everything rock bottom and everything, it's just like, yo, now that you cleansed your soul, you you got closure from your grandparents, like, you know, and all the people that you lost, your uncle, your aunt, your friends, and. You know, people that's still alive that's just no longer in your life from betrayal and shit like that. Envy is just like, you know, it's just like it ha it's all right to stand alone. Mm -hmm. My grandpa used to always tell me, like, life like chess. Mm -hmm. He was like, fuck checkers. He was like, life like chess. He was like, everybody in your life is a piece on that board. You're going to have a lot of pawns. He was like, you're going to have a lot of people that move out for you and not even know what they're getting themselves into. This is my pop up. He That's said, "You." Wisdom. He said, "He said you the king." He said, "You got you gonna have a queen regardless, whether that's your mother, the females in your family, your girlfriend." He said, "The motherfucker always." He was like, "Your queen, that's your prized possession." He was like, "Cause she pay attention to the particulars. That's why she can move any way she want to on the board. She the most powerful piece. Cause she pay attention to the particulars." He said, you're going to have bishops. You're going to have rooks. You're going to have knights. He was like, your knights, they move They move funny. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? He said, your bishops going to cross you. You're going to have people that cross you. You're going to have people in your life that move funny. Uh. He was like, and you're going to have rooks. You're going to have motherfuckers that straight up with you. He was like, but when you playing that game, you lose pieces. Due to the wrong moves, due to you not being in the right mind space to know that <laughs> them pieces was moving in the wrong direction. They got took off the fucking board, you lose them. But in the end, when you checkmate the motherfucker, you realize when it's checkmate and you win, as long as you still got your, your queen, the shit, your prize possession, whatever mean the most to you in life. Whether that's family, your moral code, your fulfillment, or what you want to do, whatever that is, all that combined. He used to tell me that shit. He was like, whatever that is. He's like, long as you still got that. And a couple motherfuckers, like, at least one of them motherfuckers that kept it straight up with you, you are. He was like, it even still might be a couple pawns that ended up being some of the strong, being stronger than other pieces you thought would be more valuable, still on the board. You know what I'm saying? Like he broke shit down to me like that, and now it means so much now. That's after, after shit. Genius. Shit, but it's bro. that's what I miss though, bro. Yeah. People always be like, yo, bro, you, you. At, at work, they was like, spizz the whiz. Like he do be dropping that wisdom and shit like that. Could be. It was like because. I used to talk to people like that. Yeah. My great grandma, I'd tell her about a situation and she'd be like, you know, it's better to add honey than, than to add vin vinegar. And I'd just look at her like, what? Like, it's always sweeter with honey. She'd like, why you want to add vinegar and make it even like, she's like, you be the bigger person, little shit like that. Like, but it was just a little fly shit. And it doesn't, 
I don't think you appreciate how it makes sense until you get older. You know what I mean? Like that chessboard shit. You know, tell me that years ago, I've been like, oh, that's cool. Until. Yeah, so I was like, that shit hard. <laughs> yeah, like, I was like, how can I make a rap out of this shit? <laughs> Nas made the joke about the gun. I'm like, damn. I'm like, how can I make this joint into a rap? Real shit. Yo, 100. And the, you don't realize, though, that now the older I get, the fewer friends. You know, I've only got a couple pawns left. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen my bishops. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And starting to figure out what my queen is, that it's now just starting to click. Being like, oh, I'm not going to have all my pieces left. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like. I only got a couple fucking pieces, mm-hmm. so I need to cherish those bitches while I got them. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, yep. you ain't got too many moves left. Yeah, exactly. You know, the older that you get, too, I think um, those relationships, I always thought, you, you know, keeping, the, and like you said, too, keeping the positive energy, keeping the folks that are meaningful to you around becomes a lot more effort, but mm-hmm. you start to realize the value in in the few that actually hold you down for you that aren't just there for you know Spiz when it's a good time or mm-hmm. Spiz you know Spiz because he's the plug or Spiz he makes music and that and he has fans you know what I'm saying oh, like shit. those people that are kind of really really fucking with you when you when you are having a hard time and they're mm-hmm. like actually willing to you know kind of stick around there for you and so there's a couple things about your music is one your voice you got a dope voice Thank for you, it bro. man everybody yeah everybody told me that shit. yo i like i wish i had your voice for rapping mm-hmm. like, I, my, I can't i can't swag out on a record like you can because i just sound like this corny white dude where like as soon as i heard that first track from yours i was like yo you just know that this dude has seen some shit you know what i mean like you can just tell you can just tell you've got mm-hmm. the conviction you you just got it so when did and then I was looking at your past projects. When did um, you really and you had that one album, um, the something three? It was like going three. Yeah, yes. Then I could. That tell. was the end of the, of the trilogy. The end of the when t- you listen to the, those three projects, and everybody listen to those three projects, go on SoundCloud because I released the first two on SoundCloud. Mm. The third one was I treated it like an album it's because on it was Apple the last Music. one. Yeah. yeah. So I put that out to the world like way before everybody started putting this shit. That shit is three years old. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And um, hella features and stuff. I was like, damn, yeah. you were connected. Yeah. Um, when did you start really taking it serious as far as all those, um, like putting Go and Never al- One exactly actually albums. Go and Never One. Uh, Big Dreams was kind of like the prelude to that. Go and Never One was when I started really formulating projects. Every go and never was um the first go and never was more like a traditional ninety sounding shit. Um and then go and never two was more so me stepping up production. Where are you recording? Where are you getting the beats from? I was I recorded the um I built relationships with producers through Twitter and shit like that. I gave a lot of uh producers that actually like popping right now and like doing anything, got a lot of good placements like with Pro Ever and underachievers really? and shit, yeah now. Oh. Because like I gave I gave a lot of people their first placements. Like they would be fans of my music, just shit that I would put out, previous content, freestyles and shit like that yeah. stuff that I threw up on SoundCloud. And they were like, "Yo, your shit is raw." Like I make beats, would you listen to them? Yeah. I'm like, "Damn, this shit on hard." Yo, bro, I would love to have you rap over one of my beats, bro. I just want credit. You know what I'm saying? And because they they seen something in me, they, they was like, "Yo, potential. I would rather have my name attached to you 
and that shit will pay off later because I know you're going to be big one day, and I'm just a big fan of your work. So I built relationships like that, and now it's to the point where I got my business right, you know, I got my publishing and all that mm. other type of shit, and I'm, with, I'm an ASCAP member. So it's like if I want to do an EP with a producer or if I'm like, yo, you, you sending me 24 beats, all right, lock in do these 24 beats i'll have a project you'll have a project mm. and you can make 100 percent off of that shit i can make 100 percent, or we can split it 50 50 either way we're still making 100 percent of right. both, both projects so you know it's just different money different fucking you know what i'm saying yeah. so now that's what we're doing now. that's you, what i'm doing are now. you recording in, is someone giving you studio time are you paying for studio time um, before it? it was me and right. my um, engineer at us but he was going through some stuff and he had took time off to get himself right and He's recorded from here and there, so I just still got records that I still have from when I was working on Misunderstood. Mm. And it, I still I got beats and all that shit, but I'm just trying to work on getting a setup. Um, I got different resources to record and stuff like that, and I can use them and stuff. But it's just about meeting the, the right people and stuff like yeah, rebuilding my team and shit. Like How'd that. you? Because sometimes engineering can that's that's a huge part of the game that yeah. guys don't even realize. We, we was like Snoop and Dre, bro. That's the reason why my shit sounds so crispy. Yo, it sounds. I was like, yo, his engineer's mm-hmm. on point. Shout out to E West, <laughs> yo, fucker. How'd you? How'd you link with E? I, I met him through AmeriCorps. Oh really? Together. Oh, because you guys recorded my first stuff. project. He recorded my first project. My first project was like hungriest underdog and shit. You got that underdog vibe, especially like yeah. the big dreams, like little big, you know, yeah. big city, big dreams. Yeah, you know all I'm that saying? shit, like, all that shit transpired. Like people that's really day one Spiz fans, like my Twitter fans, they know. Like they, they really been with me like through the whole time. They heard, they seen my dark times. They seen all that shit. What is um. What's next for you with the music stuff? Where do you, when you want to, um, you know, when you kind of envision yourself over the next few years taking the music stuff to the next level, what's it What's it look like for you? Um, right now, I'm working on um, wrapping up Misunderstood. I want to get back into the music shit. Talk to me a little about that EP. Uh, that EP and is And we can just, plug it too in the show notes, all that jazz. Yeah, um... Fucking uh, misunderstood. It's gonna be um, an EP basically talking about things that I've been through. Um, me, kind of like you know, pop popping my shit for like what I do for is like hip hop. You know what I'm saying? I got like trap records, like this one called Illusions, and I'm basically like just popping my shit. Like you ain't seeing me, you just illusions. Like, you know what I'm saying? Shit like that, and it's like fun records. And I got painful records. This is gonna be a nice mixture EP produced by my homie Stabzy. The uh, record Mayweather that I dropped that's produced by him. I listen to that. That's gonna be on there. Why is it called Misunderstood? Um, I feel like everything for everything that I've been through, as far as like my family, um, my fans, uh, it's how I've been carrying everything that I've been going through my whole personally for the past couple of years. I feel like I just been misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Even, you know, when it comes down to everything, like losing friends, being portrayed by people, yeah. relationships, family, you know what I'm saying? Misunderstood, bro. Like, you know, my family not the same because of money and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Money changing shit. And, you know, people passing and, you know, stuff like that. You know, people become money hungry and yeah. shit like that. So 
start trying to ride your waves. Yeah. Get all successful. Yeah. So it's just like you know, even even like my mom even like go through that shit like you know, and I just feel like it's just like a whole bunch of everybody misunderstood in some type of way, yo. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it's not enough understanding. I agree. So I feel like that's what I'm gonna like cover, like put a little shit in there what I've been through and. You know what I'm saying? I got records like this one called Let It Rain. You know what I'm saying? I got a record called um, Remember When that I'm probably just going to throw out soon. Mm. It's like a real, like, uh, it's, I'm singing on it. Oh, dope. And it's like a soulful beat. You know what I'm saying? Is Juke on that? Who? EP? Juke, is it that, um, that song? Is it called Juke? Juke. Juke, yeah, Juke. Yeah, Juke. Um, Jug. I noticed you were dropping some singles. I was curious if they were going to end up being part of kind of a a final project or if that they were just kind of standalone they were yeah they was kind of like standalone singles okay like mayweather kind of like was like the single to the off of misunderstood yeah you know um but then i got this record the whole tape as a tape yeah okay cool yeah so you know um jug was just a throwaway record right like, that was just like yeah for the for fun because my fans was like yo where the fuck you been at it been like three years you ain't put out a project i noticed something that. yeah so you know i dropped you know jug i dropped you know uh, Mayweather. Mayweather, and I got I got good response from those joints. Yeah, uh, Sunday. And I got I got, I got a record out. called Victim. I'm gonna drop real soon. It's produced by Stabs D. It's a '90s vibe type joint. What made you want to? Because I really appreciate this. Um, what made you want to just work with the one producer? Because I have my own perspective on that, but I think it's a dope idea that not many people do much anymore. Stab got that dope. Like, there's a lot of producers that I know, but, like, he's consistent. That's really my bro. Mm. Like, we FaceTime. We talk on the phone. He up in Boston. Like, I never met him in person, but we talk. Really? That's, like, really, yeah, that's, like, my bro. Yo, I'm going to go up there soon. I'm oh, going to take wow. a trip up there, like, this summer up there to see him. Like, did, How did you guys initially link? Twitter. Wow. And so he was like, yo, Spaz, you're nice. Take these. Dude, that's he crazy. Produced, yeah. Put the whole tape together just from... Yeah, just from that he's the, like he's the one that really hit me up like all the time, like communicate, like ask me how I'm doing. You know mm. what I'm saying? We, we we go through the similar similar shit. We talk on the phone for hours. That's really my bro. That's dope. You know what I'm saying? So and, and all his beats in pocket, they fit me. They fit my voice. Like they fit my style. No matter what type of beat it is. Probably like you said too. If he's if he's from a similar place, like and he gets that part of you, his beat the beats probably speak to you in a certain way because you guys are cut from a similar cloth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where um, that and like I said with the style sometimes having a hard time finding someone's style is especially these 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 albums that I see that just that every song is some producers just like their song they think is going to be hit so yeah. it's like just a bunch of everybody's like quote unquote best beats but it doesn't feel like a cohesive thing it doesn't yeah. tell that person's story it might not even yeah. fit, fit, that it, fit that it's person it's just someone trying to get that placement real quick because mm -hmm. it's a dope artist you know nah, like Steph Staff like been working with me like at, at, like before he even got placements with underachievers before he got placements with Mick Jenkins he just was with Mick Jenkins dude, dude like Jenkins he start nice. he's starting to do shit now like you know what I'm saying like and I've been rocking with staff you know what I'm saying so I just I just stay with him because he and he tells me like bro I don't want nothing bro I want he been with that main one that be like yo inconsistent with it. What you doing? Anytime I needed some beats, I was going through something like, yo, bro, I need some beats. Oh, say less. He sent me a whole zip. I don't want nothing. My man selling his beats for like fucking thousands of dollars. Damn. And he be telling me like, bro, I don't want nothing from you, bro. Just fuck this joint up. And if we can, let's do it. Let's do a project. And, you know, I owe him that. I owe him yeah. that. I owe Stab that. 
Like, even if I do misunderstood, we give it to the world. You know what I'm saying? And I don't get nothing off that joint, bro. I just get to shine. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I yeah. owe him that. Yeah. I got to go with number three. I owe him that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Staff been with me for forever. That's bro. rare that you get a producer that's... I was talking to my boy about that the other day, that you get a producer that rides for you like that. Because at this day and age, when everybody's just trying to cut the check, that someone who's nice... And also, see something in me. and see something in you, and is willing to do it without worrying about just the business stuff. Like, yeah. that's that's one of those pawns on the board. You know yeah. what I mean? That's sticking with I you. I told him, yeah. But I told him, I was like, yo, I was like, yo, bro, like, but that motherfucker more so. I feel like he, he, that motherfucker a rook because he always keeps yeah, straight that, up. Yeah, yo, that's what I, that I should have referred. Yeah, he's a rook. He ain't no motherfucking pawn at all. He's a rook. He's a motherfucking rook. Keeps it straight up with he, you. Yeah, he's straight up with me when I'm going through shit and I, I talk to him and he going through the same shit. We give each other advice. He tell me stay prayed up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Stay, have faith. You know what I'm saying? My, my man be calling me a motherfucking king. He's like, bro, you a motherfucking king, bro. <laughs> Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's my man. Like, and I always hit him up. Like, bro, you good, man? Right. What you doing? What you up to? Like, always. I see him. He be in college. He be having fun. It is what it is, but he's still working. Yeah. He be sending me some fire. He be like, I just cooked up this one joint. He sent me some fucking fire. It's about to be a problem. Dude. And it's like these beats. I know people want to hear pain, and when they probably hear me singing more, I thought I dropped this record, Remember When. I'm like, Remember When is like the only record y'all getting with me singing for real, for real. I got like a little drum for the ladies. I'm like, but I'm at the end of the day, I'm displaying my artistry on Misunderstood. Yeah. I'm speaking on personal problems. I'm going to have records for, for to have fun to. Talking my shit, I still have records. That you can ride with your shorty win. It's just gonna be like a fucking hybrid of GE3, basically. Word. A hybrid of GE3. You know what I'm saying? Probably the same amount of tracks, but we're we gonna call it an EP. We're gonna call it a project. We're gonna call it whatever. It's not yeah. an album. That's cool. I'm excited for it, especially because it'll have that cohesive sound. For, I like that one. It's one of MC, one yeah. for, like gangstar type shit. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, there's just, if you Even lock in with that person, it's yeah. The same, it's exactly. Like, yeah. But it has this. Vibe that I, I just and it just doesn't happen much these days. I, yeah. I dig that. Um, so, Swizz, I want to keep you forever. So, before I get you out of here, um, because you've been a good sport and putting up with me for a minute, I, I got a, a couple questions for you. These aren't um, anything necessarily super deep. This is it's kind of a lightning round in the sense of don't feel like it's got to be anything crazy, but just sort of um, you know, for the first things that kind of come, come to your mind. So, um, one of them is um. If you could give a TED Talk mm-hmm. on anything, or if you were an expert in something, but it couldn't be rapping or the photography, if it had to be something outside of your sort of normal expertise, what would you want to wanna give a TED Talk on? Or what would you want to be an expert in? Um, marijuana industry. Oh, that's a little curveball. Okay. Because yeah. that's a business that's... Yeah, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing some business with some, with some people that's doing some shit in PA because you know it's about to absolutely go down bust there. wide so, open. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm an endorser for a vape company, Sky Blue Vapor. So they're gonna be one of the main vape companies that's supplying shit in PA. Yo, for patients. When I get out of this rut and I'm not so broke, I need to, talk, I need to chop it up. Yeah, you yeah, that? Yo, yeah, I know, I know that's that's a yeah. Booming business, and I got, I got I got one in the works with a, a potential cartridge company. Oh, you know, endorsed it for them. That's gonna be huge, man. Yeah, huge. Um, 
I need to make some money and then we'll talk. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. So that's dope. Um, what's the best advice you've ever been given and who gave it to you? Um, There's so much good advice, man. From my, uh, between my fucking Greek grandma and my well, grandpa. Maybe just with, with some of the best advice. Some of the best advice. Uh, you heard the two earlier about what my grandma said yeah. and my grandpa said and my mom my mom always told me some shit that I always uh, remember with me and I feel like everybody need to know this no matter what you're doing in the, um, in, in the world you know what I'm saying you're working a 9 to 5 and you're, you're an entrepreneur you're trying to make it in the business any type of industry always stand straight up never let a motherfucker ride your back those are her exact words mm. A motherfucker can't ride your back if you don't bend over. And they can't fuck you neither. <laughs> so always always stand straight up and stand for what you believe in. Stand for something. You know what I'm saying? That's what my mom always told me. Told me. Mom, I, this woman sounds like she's got her head on straight, man. I yeah, like... my mom my mom a real chick. We the same sign. We, ca- we Capricorns. Oh, okay. So, yeah, but it's, we bump heads because we keep it too real with each other. Exactly. We keep they it too real with each other. Like, yeah, that's why, yeah, that's why me and my mom never been, like, the types to, like, really talk about personal shit. Yeah. Express up here. My mom bottled up her, her issues, too. She don't talk about them a lot. Either. Are you and mom good these days? You guys? Yeah, we still, good. Yeah. We good. We good. Me and mom is great. Right. Yeah, we're, we're awesome. My mom, like, my mom always been in my corner. We always been good. It sounds like she's been there for you through yeah. everything. yeah. My, yeah. I'm, I'm, shout out mom. She's my yeah. mom. I got a good one too. Yeah, they're rare. They're rare. Yeah, they're, they're rare. The more I realize how people's parents are just like doing more harm than good half the time. I'm like, damn, I lucked out, man. Mm-hmm. I got some <laughs> I got the luck of the draw, bro. Mm-hmm. And I got some good ones. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, if you could have anyone play at your funeral, mm. who would it be? Damn. Uh, I would, I'm gonna say him because they, but they did. It will be Luther Vandross. Yo, He's I've been on some Luther Vandross recently. I got a big ass poster in my room. Dude, him smiling. I yo, love Luther. Rest in yo, peace, Luther I've Vandross, been, man. Dude, it was from that that um I was put on such a silly way through that Kanye song where he's about some Marvin Gaye, mm-hmm. some Luther. I was like, who's Luther Vandross? And then that motherfucker seen from the gut, boy. bro. And then I went through. He was on Apple Music. I was like, yo, went through his entire discography just on repeat. I was like, his Christmas songs, the shit. Everything. Yo, this dude's fucking me up, putting me in the holiday spirit. Mm-hmm. Yo, he's. It's so funny you said Luther Vandross. I've not told anybody else this. <laughs> Luther, my fucking guy, man. What? I wanted to work with him so fucking bad, man. Yo, that's dope, bro. Yo, he would knock it out of the park at your funeral. Yeah, uh, at my at my funeral. Who would I want to sing that I know still be around? Um, or they live or dead? You could bring him back. Dead. You could bring him back for the oh, one event. Oh shit, man, Luther, then, man. <laughs> that's Luther, a that's a great Luther answer. Yep. Luther Vandross, yo. I might just see if if you can come back for two events and book him for mine too. Fucking hologram, lit hologram. <laughs> yo, lit, lit Luther Vandross hologram. Real All right, rare. so two, but then I'll let you out of here. Um, this one is a little deep, and maybe we've already jumped into it but what's your reoccurring nightmare my reoccurring nightmare getting killed is that what you have ptsd from that you wake up wake up from yeah yeah was it that. a close encounter or something or just sort of you um, have a, i've seen i've seen people get 
get, get get shot and get killed in front of me. I seen people get shot in front of me. Damn. And the shit that happened with my best friend. And I felt like when my best friend Sharif got killed, he called me two hours before he got killed. I didn't I, I didn't pick up my phone. I got in the crib from running ball. I got in the shower. He called me. I was like, when I called him when I got out of the shower. Called him when I got out of the shower. I ended up picking up his phone. Next day, I got a text from his cousin Malik. He like, yo. I'm like, what? He like, Reef dead. And I was like, you lying? What the fuck happened? He was like, he got shot in his head. And, but I felt like if I would have picked up my phone, wherever he was at, I could have told him, come to my crib where he had a feeling or something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I was the first person he called. So I feel like that's why... I got a lot of shit on my heart, and you know what I'm saying. I've been feeling like every so I felt like everything I've been going through, bro. Yeah. All my losses and all that shit. I just felt like it was like kind of like karma, and people have been telling me like, don't carry that with you because yeah. it was already written. Right. Like you can't change what was already written for someone. Like you know what I'm saying. It was like maybe he would have called you and told you come down there. You would have went down there. You would have been dead. So they they exactly. always tried to change my perspective, yes. but my perspective was always negative from narrowing out, bro. From there on out, that's when the depression and all that type of shit kicked in, and I just start carrying everything with me. What I put females through, females were like, well, you did this to me, and yeah. I would just carry it with me. It was like I would constantly punish myself. Yeah. And that's what I read in the four agreements. They say, like, we constantly punish ourselves. It's because we're, like, like domesticated. Like, the government constantly punishes us. Like, you know what I'm saying? You do your time, you get out, you're constantly being punished because you can't work, you can't vote, you can't do... Just, you learn your lesson. Black man. Yeah. You know, and we do that to ourselves as humans, yeah. and it's that's bad when you got depression, bro. You know what I'm saying? So it's just on top, on top of, of shit, too. you know what I'm saying? And the people that was helping you get through that help you understand life, and you know, they, they, you, you you lose them. You don't have support in your relationship no more. You don't have homies no more. You like all by yourself. You get in that dark hole, bro. And even even when you in a relationship and your girl around you is and she she helping you, she's doing the best that she can with the less experience that she got. It's like that. That shit don't even matter what she's saying and telling you. It don't. You already there. Yeah. You already on that road. You're already in that hole. Yeah. Man. Damn. So um, that's that's like that's like what that's like when it started. Yeah. Like You've seen some shit, man. All right, last one. Um, have you have you found your queen? Yeah, and not necessarily in uh. And the lady, but in the example we were talking about earlier, and that you think that thing that you hold on to, that you chase, you you your most prized possession. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Now I'm, I'm changing, like my perspective is like totally changed. I got my like my mind right, and I'm focused on the right things. Yeah, man, that's so, that's. What, so what's your queen these days? Family. Hmm. Family. I, I fuck with that. Myself. You know what I'm saying like I. I gotta be my I learned that I gotta be my best friend. I advise everybody out there like you gotta learn to be your best friend, man. You gotta learn to be your best friend. You got your own you got your back. You gotta have your own back when when, when shit get hard. Um this helping helping people that I meet, everybody that I meet, you know what I'm saying, and just sharing my story, helping people through my music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Being a role model, you know what I'm saying? I want to rule the recovery, but just being a role model and being a, a a walking figure for people that do go through that did and do go through the things that I went through and that I still better with and that I still go through, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know. Well, okay, I lied. One more. All right. Um, and then I'll get you out of here, because this is just a personal one. Right. 
you've spoken about how, the importance of reading. Yeah. What are maybe for the listeners, myself, maybe what are four, three, four books that you felt you'd recommend that you'd want a gift that you that had a serious impact on you? Doesn't have to be favorite four, but just four that you dig, three or four right, um, things that I should put on my reading list. Uh, if you haven't read The Alchemist, read The Alchemist. Um, four Agreements is amazing. That book helped me a lot. I'm mad. I ignored that book for like six years. People have been telling me about that book for years. I'm, and in, I that, haven't. I'm in that same boat. And See, I need to read now. This is when somebody science, recommend man, that to, book, bro, go get it from the rip because they see that you need it. <laughs> you bent your ass, Ben needed it. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those. We're talking about signs. This is not the first one. And I what I tell go, you, I need to go read I've been shit. ignoring uh-huh. shit. I told you when I, for, them, for these past couple of years, I've just been like, man, fuck. You know, all right, I hear you, bro. Yeah. But not really taking heed to it. Right. Like, this motherfucker telling me about this shit for a reason. <laughs> I think that, that, that's maybe my sign. Okay, four agreements. So, yeah, um, four agreements. And uh, uh, what the fuck? Uh, Brian, Brian Ch- Tracy, uh, No Excuses. Hmm. I've never heard of that. What's that? Uh, Brian Tracy, he's like, a, you know, he helps you with like the... Um, you know, like changing your perspective, oh, motiv- right, motivational right. type shit. You know, I don't know what the actual like category of book is like for, um, but he speaks on shit like that. That book basically tells you like, there's no excuses, yo. Like, there's no excuses why you can't do what you want to do. That's a straight up motivational suck it the fuck up book. Like that shit literally say when if you don't even when you don't feel like doing it, do it. Don't waste your time. Like, that's one thing I learned. Like, even when you don't feel like making music, throw the beat on and see if you can come up with something. It don't got to be the best thing, but do it. It might be trash, but it's practice. Exactly. Never wasting time. That's what that book tells you. Like, you never wasting time. Even if you're watching the interview, watch it. If you're a rapper, watch the interview. Be up on what's new and hear the latest news like i love watching fucking like all these different interviews listening to these different podcasts bro so much from just rappers talking in interviews whatever that's that's great advice man there's a lot to be gained from someone who's in the position you want to get to and inspire it's it's inspiration it's motivation when you hear some of that stuff man and you learning at the same time you're learning the business you're learning everything so uh, this is a sidebar who's some of your favorite to watch like Um, some folks that you like to watch their interviews I like I'll be all over the place, bro. Like I like to eat uh what's the for hot ones. I oh like yeah, eat, hot ones is great. I like to eat uh I said eat. You're <laughs> thinking of hot wings. ones. Because <laughs> I had wings earlier. I'm high as shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, no. Hot ones. You ever uh, get, bre- breakfast, breakfast club. club. I'm hot, reading Charlemagne's book right yeah, now. Hot ninety seven. Yeah, shout out hot ninety seven. Um Vlad sometimes. Uh you do fuck with Nardwar? Yeah, Narwar is awesome, Narwar dog. Is awesome. I love him. Yo, yo. I should have said him first. He's funny. As shit. <laughs> yo. Oh my god, I can't wait to get interviewed. By him. That's I was gonna say. Yo, you ever think about? You ever be laying in bed at night or think about the questions these guys are gonna be asking yeah. you someday? <laughs> yo, yo. But they I do their homework, yo. Yes. They read everything that's like in your bios online. Like they really hit up people that really know you personally. Yeah. Like. They keep they shit low though. 100%. Like they'll talk to your mom a hundred percent, and you wouldn't even know. You wouldn't like, even know they'd like, give her a type of check. Shit, keep her mom uh-huh. shut. They're like, yo, Spiz, what were you doing in this and that? And be like, how, how the, the fuck? How the fuck you know about Reynolds, dog? Yo, how you know my teacher name in that yes. class? Like, yes, yes. The fuck? 
Dude. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. Yo, Spid, it's been an absolute honor, man. Thank you. I appreciate it, bro. Thank you. Thank you for coming through. Before you get out of here, tell the people where they can find you. Where do they need to keep their eyes peeled to? Um, keep your I I didn't make a Facebook yet. I feel like I wanted to make one for, so I can be like I have a business account, promote mm-hmm. myself and sponsor shit on Instagram. I may be having a Facebook. I don't know. But um when I do y'all will see it on what I'm about to tell y'all. Um stay tuned on Instagram. Spiz the Prophet. Yeah, Spiz the Prophet. And on Twitter it's Spiz the Prophet. You know what I'm saying? That's you can find me on. You have a website you sell merch from, anything like that? Um my uh, big cartel is under construction. Okay. But um, I will have it up. I will have it up soon. But other than that, like my album out right now, going number three. Under Spiz the Profit on iTunes, right? Yep, Spiz the Profit right. on iTunes, all music platforms, like Bro. Spotify, Tidal, everywhere. Yo, you you just Google Spiz the Profit and trust me, this dude yeah, will show man. up. I've, yeah. I've I've done it myself. Sorry for the visuals, y'all. I, you know I ain't getting no visuals out there, but we working on some. We'll, we'll be out there. All right, y'all. Thank you for tuning in. All right, appreciate it. Deuces. Hey, hey. Thank you guys again for listening. For real, for real. If you could leave a rating and tell me what you think, what you liked, what you didn't, all that jazz. Uh, I appreciate uh, I appreciate the feedback. All right. See you next week. <laughs>